Welcome to Out of the Ordinary, the show that helps you grow a daily life that matters. I'm Christy Purifoy. And I'm Lisa Jo Baker. And this week, we're talking about how to hack drive time. Friends, whether you're commuting to work or headed out on a long-distance family vacation road trip or driving carpool or clocking hours of travel time to sports fields or gyms or dance rehearsals, we've got about two decades between us of what makes drive time better and more bearable. Lisa Joe, this week I learned that you really can't hack one thing without hacking at least one or two other things. And that is really encouraging news. So a drive time hack is a self-care hack, is also a parenting hack. <laughs> I know, I was surprised how much there is to look forward to now about drive time. And hopefully we can convince you guys too. Okay, friends, get comfy. Here we go. Welcome, listeners, to a conversation about how to hack drive time. That's right, time in the car, which longtime listeners will know well, is something that you, Lisa Joe, have a lot of experience with, and I actually have very little, although <laughs> the, today, the day we're recording this, um, I, have, I just recently got back from a long road trip with my whole family. So in June, we took a family road trip to Chicago, which was very special. And from our home in PA, that is, oh goodness, I've kind of lost track because we actually split it up into two days, but it's about an 11 or 12 hour drive. So that is more time spent in the car with my whole family than I have done in a long time. <laughs> I know, but to be fair, while I am jealous that you've graduated out of a lot of the driving since you have a driver in your family, the truth of it is, though, that when you guys live pretty far from your church, so I know you always used to drive about 45, 50 minutes That's to church, true. and I know you live far from the farmer's market that you like and the the Amish dairy place that I've been to with you, so I do feel like you you get your fair share of drive time, even if it's not for the same reasons that I'm in my car. Mm hmm. I think that's true. And I am already mourning the loss of my family driver when she goes to college um, in a few months. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to be doing more driving lessons this summer with my second board to hopefully get him to take over that very important position of family driver who can run out to the grocery store last minute for the things I've forgotten. <laughs> but I think lots of folks can relate to this because maybe you're not driving kids, but maybe you have a commute into work every day. Maybe you um, are driving kids. Maybe you're driving yourself to different activities that you're part of. Maybe your church is really active. And so you're out and about a lot for different evening events. I just feel like these days, more and more folks are just on the road. And especially mm -hmm. Pandemic, right? That's the one thing on the pandemic that was a nice quietness was that the roads were much quieter. But man, we live here in the DC area and it is back to normal in terms of gridlock. So, how to hack drive time is near and dear to my heart. And as weird as it might sound, when I was thinking about this episode, I realized I have a lot of actual practical hacks for this because I have invested so many hours of my life. Let's just first, here are my qualifications. So we live outside of DC. When you're dealing with the traffic, it can sometimes take two hours one way into the city. And my husband worked in the city for 12 years. And we would actually go in quite regularly if 
they had student activities or events, we would go in and meet up with him. And every time I did the drive, I would think, how does he survive this? How does he do this every day? It's so terrible. And then on top of that, we have three kids that were this last year in three different schools, which was... (laughs) quite a challenge. And they have very active sports lives. I just like to have a disclaimer as saying I did not choose this. This would not have been my choice. If it was up to me, everybody would come home and read books or watch Netflix and not need to be driven anywhere. But (laughs) that's not my choice. And they do a ton of sport and they do travel sports. So we drive so much. I think of the car as my second home. So here we go. Let's hack some drive time to make it more bearable for those of us who spend a lot of time in the car. So the number one hack I think that probably everybody uses is to use that time for audio, right? And there are many different kinds of audio that we use. So I'm just going to begin with one that maybe isn't what you're expecting me to say if you were thinking I would say podcasts. I'm actually going to start with a more work-related one. And it doesn't have to be related to work, but maybe you have lots of family you need to catch up with. But drive time, I have found, is really helpful for catching up with voice messages. So I use Voxer or our family in South Africa, they use WhatsApp. Um, Sometimes people leave me voice notes just through texting, but there's always some voice message that I am behind on. And when I'm at home during the workday, it's hard to find time to just sit there at my desk and listen to voice notes. So I save them all up. And then when I'm in the car, I listen to all those messages and I take time to respond. And I have to say it actually, my goal with hacking travel time is to build in something that feels like a reward versus a punishment because driving can feel like a punishment to me. So I'm big into the reward system. And I like telling myself, oh, I've got all these messages from Christy about books that I'm going to get to listen to on my drive today or an update from my dad. Sometimes I'm not just listening to messages. I'm making calls. I have when I drive the boys in the morning to school or in the summer, my son has had an SAT prep class he goes to. Every day on my drive home, I call one of my family members in South Africa because there's a six-hour time difference. It's the afternoon for them. And I, I look forward to that. It's a touch point for me that since I'm in the car anyway and I can't be on my computer doing work, it builds in a bit of a social element to what otherwise is a lot of alone time in a car. Audio, my first hack. I love it. Yes, yes. So I actually, so I also look forward to catching up on Voxers from friends in the car. Um, but I guess, I, yeah, I want to ask maybe even more of a big picture question. So I get the reward system that makes a lot of sense. So if driving is hard or it's not a place you want to be, you kind of save up a treat for yourself. But I'm thinking this treat is also, like you said, work related. So do you have like a larger philosophy of drive time? And what I mean is, Is it primarily a place where you're trying to make be productive because you're not at your desk? Or is it a place where you have to be there, but you're going to get to have some fun while you're there? Or maybe does this, is it like a mix of both? Um, Because I guess I sometimes get in the car and I don't know, what am I, how am I supposed to use this time? And of course, maybe there is no supposed to, but that's the way my brain works. Like, like what makes me, you know, to be a good person person, a productive citizen, how should I use this drive time? Is it okay if I'm just listening to audiobooks or should I be trying to like make progress on some work projects? Or um, obviously it's not our mobile office and 
obviously, I think this goes without saying, um, we may repeat this a few times in this episode, like we want to be safe. (laughs) We want our listeners to be safe. So never ever (laughs) text or, you know, do anything that would make you anything other than a very attentive driver. But, you know, assuming that that we're we're able to drive safely, which is it for you? One, the other, both? Right. So for me, it tends to depend on how early in the week it is and how early in the day it is. Because by the end of the week and the end of the day, I am tired, I'm burned out on conversations, and then I want my drive time to just be full of music, usually. Um, And if we progress even later into a weekend, and then we've had like a soccer tournament upon soccer tournament, then I want dead silence in that car, and I want no interaction with human beings. So for me, it really does depend on what time of the day, what time of the week, um, where I am mentally. So I, I guess this is my second hack, is I would give yourself permission that that drive time is basically supposed to serve you. Because when you're doing the driving, it feels like you're serving others. I'm serving my kids or my job or my church commitments. But is there a way to steal back so that that drive time serves you? And maybe it serves you through catching up with conversations with friends, but maybe what you really need is a place to de-stress. Maybe what you need is a place to reconnect with family, but maybe you need to connect with 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 Christ, with God. And in that case, I like to use my audio for listening to, sometimes I literally these days, one of my things I do quite a bit is just play the audio Bible. So if I'm studying the book of Galatians and studying sounds really fancy, I happen to be reading Galatians, I put it on. Or sometimes if I'm having a really hard morning, I want to hear the Psalms read to me. I like that I can on my Bible app choose a different version so I can have it read to me in the message. And there is something about just listening to the Bible read to you, because that is how it would have been experienced by the early church. A lot of these were letters. Someone would have stood in front of the church and read the letter aloud to the congregation. And so I actually enjoy hearing the voice of Paul in that way, talking to me. So yeah, Christy, I think that's, I guess, my number two hack is really figuring out how can this time serve me? And in order to do that, you need to understand where am I at today, like in myself? What is it that I need in order to make it through drive time today? Oh, I love that. That's actually a much more nuanced answer than I'm reminded of that typical question, at least in the movies, you know, that you get like if, you know, a traveler is checking through customs or is at a hotel desk and they say, are you traveling for business or pleasure? Right. Right. <laughs> and I think that was my question with the car. Are you driving for business <laughs> or pleasure? But you're saying like, no, no, step back and say like, okay, I have to do this driving. I'm serving others through this driving, but how can this time also serve me? And then I can see how the answer to that question would change for me as well. Um, you know, it changed even, so this road trip we just did, um, where I was primarily in the passenger seat while my husband was driving. So, you know, I'm sort of taking him into account as well, but I was surprised how over the hours we kept changing up what we did, or at least I, I was intuitively doing that. So there were periods, like large chunks of time where I was just playing a sort of calming playlist. So sort of calming music, but not too calming because you don't want to get sleepy. (laughs) Um, So sort of 
like chill, but energizing, if that makes sense, to sort of put you in, I think, the right zone for dealing with um, 18 wheelers who are, you know, zooming by. <laughs> right. um, so big chunks of time were that. Um, and then chunks of time were just like, turn it off and be quiet. I was surprised as well, like how often I just wanted to look out and 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 watch the hills go by or just like be still. Um, and so then it was just quiet. And then for like shorter periods of time, we would listen to an audiobook or I played like one brief podcast. Um, but I realized, ooh, can't do too much of that on a long road trip because it, like, especially a, a good podcast or a book, at least for me, like it needs your attention. And it just felt too divided between like long-term focus on the road, long road trip and, and needing to pay attention to a podcast or an audiobook. Um, but, but realizing like, oh, there was space for all of that. And just sort of moving between them and kind of discerning what's needed right now. So I feel like we lived in microcosm of that one trip, <laughs> what you're describing day to day, you know, over the course of a week. So that makes a lot of sense. Is your driving, uh, like is summer driving different, do you think? I mean, we do have more road trips, I guess, but your kids aren't in school. I guess they're still doing sports. Like are there particular hack, how to hack driving time tips that are summer specific? Mm. I wish. I mean, I, w I thought summer was going to be quieter, but as our kids get older, there seems to be like they have a lot of activities they want to be part of and nobody has a driver's license yet. And I think part of what I'm learning, though, is that the whole rhythm of driving, you know, the joke of the mom's taxi, right? <laughs> part of, though, what I'm trying to embrace in our family is that driving is not just my responsibility. So I'm trying to communicate with my children Driving requires something from you. So if you know that you have an activity coming up, there is an expectation you will have notified me in plenty of time. So they are required to put it up on the family chalkboard if they've got somewhere that they're going. Or as soon as they get invited, they have to actually come and talk to us. And so part of what this driving gives is a touch point as a family to check in with each other. So it's been really great to teach my teens not to just assume we are available for them. We are not just here to serve their needs. They are part of a greater family and the family has plans. And so it's quite sweet to see my like 17 year old will come up now and be like, hey, mom, can I talk to you about driving today? So I have something I've been invited to on Friday. This is the time that it is. This is when it starts and this is when it ends. I know Micah has football. Do you think it's going to work? Like, can that work for us? In that sense, I think, it's a great hack to treat driving not just as an obligation or a duty or or just to assume it always is going to happen, but instead to see it as a way to teach responsibility in the family and that a family is about more than just one child. And so our kids have had to become aware of each other's schedules, how they've become aware of how tired their parents are when they're asking that, what time they're asking to come back. And it's taught them responsibility because sometimes I'll say, hey, that sounds like fun. You're doing that. There's no way I could pick you up. So you're going to need to figure out a ride home. And then they have to take the responsibility to reach out to another friend, to coordinate. So in that sense, weirdly enough, drive time hack has actually kind of bled into a parenting hack for me too, because it's making our kids take responsibility for their schedules and understand they are part of a larger family plan. They are not just living in the kingdom of their own universe. <laughs> the kingdom of their own universe. I like that. I realize, I guess for me in summer, driving is a little different because 
like you, you know, there's not necessarily the daily obligation of getting someone to school or getting someone to their bus stop or things like that. There's the more, you know, fun or intermittent things like that drive to the farmer's market that you mentioned. Um, And I think more often in summer, I find myself in the car alone than I do during the school year when I might be um, ferrying children around. And that time alone in the car, um, I think in and of itself, no matter how I use the time (laughs) or whether I just sit in silence, um, I really do see it as more of a gift in the summer. My perspective shifts, I think, because in the summer in my home, the kids are here, the family's here, my husband and I are both working from home. Home is always a somewhat noisy, somewhat, you know, boisterous place. And the drive to the farmer's market then is the opposite of that. It is just me (laughs) behind the steering wheel. Um, And so I do think I find in the summer that I'm more more likely to just sit in that quiet or listen to the music I want to listen to or catch up on the podcast only I'm interested in. Um, But it it does become much more of a like the the phrase that gets thrown around is self-care or whatever. Right. But um in the summer it like the minivan can become my my quiet place that is a little harder to access um just in the house day to day. So I do appreciate that. Uh, can I piggyback yeah. on that? I think that's a great hack yeah. to actually view drive time as self-care in a way. And even when I'm doing it and I'm not alone The self-care part for me actually comes in where sometimes I'm then just waiting at the side of a sports field because it's too far to drive back home again. So now I've got like an hour and a half or two hours and it used to really frustrate me. It would be like a source of perpetual irritation. I found I was irritated with the kid who's now going to this practice and I have... I have really implemented this hack in my life. Okay, Lisa Joe, guess what? You've got two hours alone now where nobody needs anything from you. I pack snacks, Christy, not even going to lie. I anticipate those snacks. I, I pack like snacks like to eat, snacks to drink. I have a variety of drinks I bring. I bring a book. I also download shows like onto an iPad or my computer. I really imp- I have learned to embrace now. Oh my gosh, I have two uninterrupted hours. I enjoy... The sides of sports fields often have really dramatic sunsets that you get to see. So I'm in my car. I'm completely alone. Weirdly, I don't ever want to go and sit in a coffee shop during that time. There's something sacred about the bubble of the car. I'm just in this car alone. There's a sunset in front of me. I've got my snacks. And and I really do use that time as a self-care pocket. So whether I'm reading or watching a movie or having a phone call, usually I'm not having a phone call at that point. It's later in the evening. But kind of like you're talking about, there's no demand on me right now. And there's nothing I can do. Like I can't actually be productive with these this time. Um, yeah. I'm not connected to someone's Wi-Fi. I'm not turning in a project right now. And so it just gives me permission. I think that's what it feels like to me. It feels like permission to just soak in a story or a book um, and some fun snacks um, alone without having to share or plan for somebody else. I love it. I was thinking even um, just almost right before you said that about the snacks, I was remembering how when my kids were young, I would never, ever, ever buckle them into a car seat without a little tote bag of snacks and toys <laughs> yeah. or things that you could like frantically hand back, you know, into the car seat if they were screaming their heads off or, you know, the extra pacifier or blanket or whatever, right? Right. 
And yet, you know, I don't have that habit anymore, but maybe I should have like the tote bag that's for me yes. if I'm going on yes. a, you know, a longer drive. It's or, a game changer. Yeah, or, yeah, even like I think maybe the easiest way I could implement this right away is so I love to read, of course, and I do sometimes have multiple books going at once. I don't normally have more than one novel, like fiction, going at once. But what if I had one audiobook, one novel on audio going that that was just for my time in the car? I think I would I would like really look forward <laughs> to that time knowing that I can, you know, get through one more chapter of my Peter Granger mystery <laughs> on audio. Right. So I don't think I've mentioned to you Lisa Joe, but there you go. A little tip for you. Peter Granger series on audio. Look for it. <laughs> so I hear us saying that this is a hack, a self-care hack, sort of a reconnect. Take the time to reconnect with yourself, whether it's through snacks or a book or quiet or music. But I think the final hack I'll add to the series is that I've really embraced drive time as an opportunity to connect with other people. So in my case, it's my children. And as teenagers, especially teenage sons, get older, it is much harder to crack that nut of getting them to open up and talk to you about anything. But there is something about being trapped in a car where they don't have to look at you, you're looking dead ahead, that has honestly almost all of the most pivotal conversations I've had with them have happened in a car. And it doesn't start out that way. It's not like I get in the car and are immediately like, hey, tell me what's really going on with you. <laughs> like That doesn't work at all. One of the things I have learned to do, though, is to invite them to DJ for me. I hand over my phone. My sons know they're in charge of music and they love to choose songs to match whatever mood we're in. So they'll choose and I'll say, oh, I don't know, that sounds a little sleepy. I need something a little more, a little more pep, a little more bop. And they'll play it for me. And when they choose a song, I like to ask, like, what do you love about this? What are the lyrics? Tell me about this artist. And you'd be surprised how just inviting a child to tell you why they love this music suddenly is like a back door into their world. And the next thing you know, you're not just talking about music, you're talking about the friend who introduced them to that music. And now you're having a conversation about how school is really going. And I have learned in those times to not talk, which is the hardest for me to drive and to listen. And because I am focused on driving it's almost as if they do feel the need to carry the weight of the conversation. And it is one of my best hacks for especially teenagers. But I have a tween daughter. And as she's going through sort of this transition, drive time is still the best time because it also allows me to spoil them. So let's let's just sneak through Dunkin' today when we weren't planning to. Or let's do a drive through McDonald's and get you that McFlurry. And when you combine sort of that quiet cocoon of the car with a favorite treat. <laughs> it is like a secret key to unlocking your children in my experience. That's great. So drive time hacks, parenting hacks, how to treat yourself hacks. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of everything. We've got it all. We've got it all for our listeners. Well, I mean, and this is only the second conversation. We've got a whole bunch more, Lisa Joe. I like these. I it's wait. kind of like Fast Furious bullet points for life. And if you're enjoying these, please, here's a hack from the podcast. Go leave us a review because reviews are how podcasts get found. Also, they make us feel loved. We just like hearing from you. <laughs> Come back next week for more How to Hack It's. 